Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 286. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? What's up is I'm I'm feeling the uh the Poe of winter coming and it's nice. It's getting a little darker earlier. I know people don't like that. I don't generally enjoy it, but I do like the fact that winter is coming. I don't generally enjoy people. So when people start complaining, it makes me happy. That's the kind of person I am. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's accurate. But I will tell you, this was the first week where I actually felt that winter may actually come because it's been so unbearably hot and disgusting the last like month, month and change. It just felt like it was going to be, you're in the center of a volcano forever. But this week, like it started to cool down a bit, got Got a little little better. Like you said, got a little bit darker. You're like, oh, winter is actually possible. Like it could happen. It's only a few months away. And we're going to talk about it in the main topic. A couple new ski trailers dropped. That's another bit of proof that winter will be happening soon. I almost forgot about that. I got to start looking around for those. That's we do that show every year. They're starting. They're starting early these days, which is cool. We've got a couple. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. SkiBumPodcast.com. We're on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, untapped at SkiBumPodcast. We've got a shop. SkiBumPodcast.com slash shop. Trying to think of new ideas for merch. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Part of me wants to create like a whole like Kanye line of ski stuff. Did you see his thing like at the Gap? No. Like Kanye is hilarious. So he's doing this whole collaboration with the Gap. And it's like stupid prices like it's it's not insane prices but it's like stupid prices for like really basic shit well good that's the only thing that might save the gap right at this point yes like who goes to the gap anymore who goes to the mall anymore i don't even know i don't but so he had these i don't know if it was a sweatshirt or shirt or something but they just from you know hit the sweatshop that he had made in it just came in like a big almost like one of those like portable hampers Oh, wow. So all the shirts or whatever were all th- like coming in this hamper. So you had to kind of like rummage through it to go find your size. Wow. And on my commute, the TV is on. And of course, like Good Morning America, which if you want to understand the average stupid person in America, watch Good Morning America. I'm like, yeah. oh, I understand why people are so dumb. They had a whole big thing of people complaining about this. So like people are pretty much having a dumpster dive at the gap to find their size for this new Kanye West thing. Uh, I just, that's funny shit. I just thought it was like, who cares? Like, who cares if they want it that this bad? Is not news. Just, is this really your biggest problem? Or is it your dog having monkey pox? Like just go through the thing. If you want <sighs> the shirt pox. that bad, look like, is everyone really, is it that big of a deal? Like, is that hard? If I want an extra large to go flip through a few shirts and find one. Right. Like everyone's Just go find it yourself. Why does it have to be handed to you? Yeah, exactly. Or order online. So he maybe, signed maybe a 10-year deal for Yeezy Gap apparel line. Because Yeezy's his big... Wow. Gap. That's Yeezy a, Gap. That's genius for the Gap and for him. Well, Kanye is a genius. Don't forget. How are your Yeezy slides doing? They're hoping that... That gap, that Yeezy gap will be generating $1 billion in annual sales. That's what their their hope is. 
I, Gap's I brand brought in 4.6 billion in global revenue last year. That's a shit ton of money. I actually tried on the Dove shirt, the three quarter sleeve one. Did you? Not at the store. So I was at a party with my wife and some of her college friends. Nice. And, uh, we both had a little bit too much to drink and we decided to switch clothes. So I had on this really sweet Lululemon Hawaiian shirt and he had on like a Dove's, like a Dove Yeezy shirt. So we switched clothes, which was kind of weird, but huh. All right. you, know, you got to embrace the moment sometimes. Oh, I'm looking at the Dove shirt now. It's, it's a terrible shirt. It's Is $140 it? for a three quarters sleeve shirt with a picture of a Dove on the back of it. It was Damn. absolutely terrible. And it's hilarious. Like all this Kanye stuff is terrible. It's hilarious. It's all oversized and just like frumpy. But. It's just silly. Like it's all, it's all really silly. But you know what? If you like it, God bless you. Go out and get it. It's awesome. You're happy. I'm happy. Everybody wins. You earn that coin. You got to go use it for something you like. And if you like that shit, you go, go out get and get it. Easy gap on. Which easy gap on. I spent my hard on money on some Chinese fake Yeezys, and I tell you what, nobody can tell a goddamn difference from how far away. I either I'm either running from them or I'm not getting close to them anyway because it's it's damn COVID, so they can't tell it's fake. They are pretty sweet. I like your. Uh, Gotta say, I like your I, uh, your Yeezy. Your Yeezys, they're pretty cool. The uh, the Yeezys, we'll call them Yeezys because they're so China. So the I'm trying to, like I, I'm really trying to understand how to do things to actually generate real revenue regarding merch because right now I do it. We do it like the stupidest way. We actually like buy it up front. We buy like a limited number and oh, yeah, we we're just try to sell what we have, but yeah. I got to figure out how to like drop ship stuff because I got plenty of ideas about things I'd want to do in terms of like, I have a shirt idea. If someone listens to steal it, fine. I want to just have it say ski erotic and have like the eye be like a ski. That's kind of like sticking up. Nice. That's a funny shirt. People would wear that, right? Well, Skirotic. Well, like, what's that uh, show, Exotica? You do Skirotica, and you sell them at the Exotica thing. People would be like, I, I don't know what to think, but I'm going to buy it because I'm a creep. Just like Skirotic, with like the I being a large ski kind of sticking up above the other letters. Like the Beatles, like the Beatles logo, they have that drop cap T. That was like a big deal back then. It's like, oh, wow, look, they're violating all these typographic rules by putting this drop T. That's what I'm saying. I think some big mustachioed men were going like, hmm, I don't like that font that they're using there. That seems a little unconventional. That's the beauty of art. You can be a little wacky, a little extreme. So like I have these ideas, like I don't know if I'd really want to go and spend the money to get this stuff printed, but if I could have a way where it's being drop shipped and you want to order it, you buy it, and it's kind of done on demand, that would be great. I have like a bunch of ideas for this kind of stuff. So if anyone has any idea what they're doing in terms of merch, please hit us up. Keep on podcast at gmail.com or anything else. Any other advice, tips, comments, complaints, whatever you got. Hit us up there. We're on YouTube. Check out our videos. Beautiful faces. Got Same nice way. faces. We got faces for radio. So you, you definitely want to see them. Uh, I think we're quite stunning. Certainly are. women and a few men find us very attractive. So, you know, I got to say nine out of 10 women and men find us attractive. So yeah, especially in Bulgaria. Exactly. Huge in Bulgaria. Ukraine. We're, we're killing in Ukraine. Uh, Is that like a, is that still going on kind of thing? I don't, I don't know. Is that still going on? Is my company's website deleted anything to do with Russia on there. So apparently it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah, that's right. They to just the next, delete it and we forget on, about it. 
we're on to monkeypox now. It's the new current thing. I know. Forget the gas price. Forget the Ukraine. Like that's not going on anymore. Like why don't I even see that on the news anymore? Because ski movie trailers are coming out and people are getting fired up for ski season. That's why. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Bam. So thank you everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our prey today. So my operate today, I found something new, uh, finally, but it's new, but old. So there was a, a pack that I saw, a new sampler pack that came out from our buddies at Cigar City. And one of my favorites, which I don't drink often, which is odd, right? Like I kind of tapered off because this is dangerous. Like my Brian knows when I first moved here, I love my highlight. Right. So highlight came out Delicious. very drinkable, but very boozy. It's like seven, seven point eight, I think, percent. Damn. So I moved down here and I would go out bike riding, go to the beach, have like two or three beers. Well, little did I realize I'm drinking <laughs> I like could a, not get home. <laughs> I'm drinking like a six pack and then trying to get back on a bike. I'm like, shit got crazy. So um I I I drink them every once in a while, not not all the time. I kind of I like saving it, having a, a special special brew once in a while. So um, they came out with a sampler pack of Hi-Li and they had the Hilo. They had this one. It's a pineapple tangerine Hi-Li. Pineapple so, tangerine. That sounds awesome. It's pretty freaking good. It's not too sweet. Not sweet at all, actually. Mm, and you get a little bit of pineapple on the front end and a little tangerine on the back. Um. And still has that recognizable, lovely high life flavor that we all know and love. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not sweet. Like, so I don't know how they brew it. If they add it at the end, or if they brew it with stuff in it, but it um, they say they add pineapple and tangerine, but it's not very sweet. So it must be fresh that they add. I'm not sure, but um, it doesn't taste sweet. You still taste that high life flavor, um, and it has that nice citrusy. You know, not over citrus because there's some beers that you have like IPAs that are, you just taste like a ton of citrus with a little bit of IPA in the back. But this is definitely all IPA with a little, little flavor. ABV 7, 7%. So they're saying the hallmark nectarine and orange zest notes of the highlight IPA are accentuated through the addition of real pineapples and tangerines. Um, proffering truly remarkable fruit flavors that emphasize tropical qualities while allowing the beer's malt complexity and rounded bitterness to shine. So it doesn't have as bitter a taste as the highlight. Um, yeah, because it's pretty, pretty hoppy. Uh, this isn't as hoppy, but it's, it's damn good. I'll tell you, I'm keeping, it's keeping me, go, keeping me around for a while. Nice. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the highlight. And I, I love anything with a pineapple tangerine Remember, like back in the day, the uh, the pineapple sculpin. Yes, that I don't. A, why did they stop that? Part. They probably didn't, but that company went to shit as soon as Constellation bought it. Constellation yeah. bought them for a billion dollars, and their quality went downhill. You know, I haven't really had much Ballast Point lately, but nobody has. Well, they had the sculpin, and I've seen what's the other one I've seen? The grapefruit sculpin, which I don't like. 
I liked the grapefruit sculpt, and that one was pretty good. The um, I mean, they had a ton of them. They had like probably six or eight of them. Man, that pineapple one though, I would see it, and I was smart back then. I would just buy it when I saw it. I'm like, yeah. I see it. I'm buying a six pack. So I just keep it stocked. And I tell you that pineapple sculpting was the best. I got to like find you see out a pumpkin beer. That. You got to buy the pumpkin beers now because they're going to be sold out by the time October comes around when you actually want to drink them. It's still too early for me for pumpkin. I used to be an early pumpkiner. Now I'm kind of, yeah. But the problem is they're out now. You got to buy them now because they're going to be gone by October. I because buy the them when I want them. Is wacky. <laughs> I buy them when I want them. Fuck that. I drive the market. There you go. They don't drive the market. <laughs> make my own pumpkin beer at home. That's right. You're too I'll close, man. That. I make my own pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So what do you got going? Uh, so I haven't been feeling the beer lately. I'm trying to keep things a little lighter, you know, trying to keep things fresh. This is the first beer the I've had in two weeks. Week and a half. Of nice. First beer. I think I had one last weekend. It was like a, a hot or it's beach and I wanted something like nice and light. They got a couple, you know, lighter beers, but I, uh, I, for some reason, my birthday is in the summer and my mom experiments with liquor. She buys me like bottles of liquor and it's such a roll to dice. You never know what kind of wacky thing she's going to pick up. So this year, she got me funky? a bottle of mezcal. Wow. And she's gotten me Mezcal before, and I don't like it. And I've told her I don't like it, but she doesn't actually listen. She's like, I'll so, just get it. You don't have much of this. There's a reason for that, because you don't drink it. So I decided so to break open a bottle, and I really I want to like it. So I got this bottle of El Bujo. Oh, El Bujo. Artisanal Mezcal. This is the uh, Espadine. Damn. And it's like award-winning good stuff, apparently. I just, I don't understand this flavor. It smells, it tastes like a burning tire. It's like, like, I don't, you know, like, like, I like a smoky whiskey, like a bourbon or a scotch. But this flavor, I, it's like, what are you setting on fire to get this taste? <laughs> like, are you like setting on fire? Like, it's, it's like a it's Mexican kind of, It's like Mexican Malort. <laughs> Max, not, quite, not, not that bad not that bad but again there's you know they're saying this is like their flagship it's got a light roast and smoke to the nose medium in body with pronounced notes of caramel red apple and mm. coffee perfect in cocktails or enjoyed on its own so i just gave it a little squeeze of lime a little bit of ice i mean i it, i'm liking it more as the ice melts into it i'm getting a little lime flavor in it it's it's oh, just a nice. weird it's just a that smoky flavor it's not like a like a like a hickory or a charcoal it, it's like a burning tire <sighs> i don't get it but damn you do get a little bit of vanilla a little bit of coffee nice. i want to like it more i gotta be honest and i gotta figure out what to do with it because i have three bottles of mezcal and i don't for the damn. life of me know what to do with it damn. it ain't getting any younger this yeah, has got a cool owl on it. Like, tripping balls, this guy. I like that. Tripping balls. El bujo. So, that's where we are. So this El this bujo. podcast, depending on how much el bujo goes down, it could get real interesting by under the ropes. Well, you know, I'm looking up where to find Bow's Point 
pineapple sculpting, and there's nowhere around. Like Constellation Brands really screwed the pooch on they, this one. They completely overpaid for that. Like I don't know, something shady went down. I think we looked, talked about it maybe like a, I don't know, a year or two ago. Something shady went down with that valuation. Yeah, and I think they resold it off somewhere else. But the reputation got destroyed with that with them selling out to them because they were a they were a huge independent brewery before they sold. And Somebody's people like, I just want to cash out. Super high quality, and something shady went down, and lo and behold, everyone Damn. lost. Yeah, it's crazy. There you go. That huh. actually be a if we didn't have one story. That's selling out. Like we'd be the perfect transition to ski news, but we got one story here that we got to talk about. Got one more. I found it interesting. Miller High Life has new ice cream. And guess what it tastes like? A dive bar. Nice. Beer infused ice cream bars at 5% ABV. Damn. So there's been some other food brands creating odd scented candles such as Ikea meatball candle, Shake Shack burger and a park candle, McDonald's six candle quarter pounder set. But now they are giving you the dive bar. That's what it's actually called. Ice Mm. cream bar. Nice. Now the candle thing was weird too because I at one point bought a bacon flavored candle. Because there was like Yankee Candle was doing this like man candle thing for a while. How and, was you know, that? You're going outlet shopping with the missus. You're feeling silly. You see a bacon flavored candle. You're like, you know what? I want to pick this up. We got it. And we never actually lit it because my wife was like, you know, it's kind of dumb because you could just make bacon and get that same smell and actually Boom. have bacon to eat. With the bacon candle, you light the candle. You go, mm, bacon, but you have no bacon to eat. So you're kind of stupid. See, that candle is meant for a breakfast place where you let people smell the bacon and then they start ordering it. Wouldn't it be funny to have it at like a vegan breakfast place? Oh, that'd be, like, they'd be like, this feels like I'm I'm eating real bacon. Like the Bugs Bunny cartoon, like the fragrance like goes out there and like pulls him <laughs> into the nose. Come on, like, in, kid. Ooh, I'm going to get a, uh, you know, like a, a bacon omelet. And they're like, yeah, we don't have bacon, man. We have like tofacon. Tofacon, patchouli tofacon. Uh, you're killing me with that. <laughs> so here we go. What are they doing here with this? They uh, they partnered with boozy ice cream brand Tipsy Scoop. And so hmm. unsurprisingly, the frozen treat start with the actual Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, which right. is infused into the ice cream, resulting in a final product that packs a 5% ABV punch. Wow. From there, the ice cream is given a peanut swirl in honor of the quintessential dive bar snack. As Miller describes it in the announcement, also included is a hint of tobacco smoke flavor and a gooey caramel swirl, which is intended to mimic that distinct sticky dive bar floor feeling. All right. So I was mocking this stuff. Now I'm kind of intrigued. Sounds pretty damn good. I'm actually, my mouth is watering. I'm like, how do we get some of this? Seriously, a sprinkle of carbonated candy is included to bring back the fizziness drinkers expect from a freshly poured beer. And finally, the whole ice cream bar is dipped in dark chocolate to invoke the dark wood and dim lighting ambiance that all good dive bars share. Boom. I'm in. I'm in now. Marketing got me. Hook, line, you are, sinker. You are an ice cream eating fool. You, you will not stop. Dude, my ice cream consumption has plummeted this year. I've been, except for the ice cream cake that I pretty much housed for my birthday. 
I've been I've been dialing it back a lot, which it's good. Is it though? I mean, I'm really not being it's true to let myself. You live longer, probably. Just saying. How long do I want to live? Really? Think about it. Oh, it says you could buy this from goodbelly.com for 36 bucks a box. Imagine you getting hammered. Buy them. Imagine getting hammered on ice cream. Oh, uh, you would just vomit <laughs> just, and keep eating. You just buy like three boxes. You're like, ah, oh, I'm so, so hammered. Ice cream. I had Pre-order ice now. creams and got hammered. Damn, so six bucks a pop. You know, be nice. You take the pops, you re-dip them in weed chocolate. <laughs> you get a double whammy. Or what about you like just melt it and pour a bunch, like make like a fondue and just pour like a bunch of tincture in there. Damn. I got to find these. I got to get these. These sound awesome. I'm looking at this Gold Belly site. I like Let's it. See. I'm looking at the Tipsy Scoop. Tipsy Scoop. So all their shops are in New York, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Long Beach. They got pop-up carts. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, gotta get my hands on these somehow. Tennessee, Phoenix, Boston, Orlando. Boom. Atlantis, Paradise Island, Bahamas. Damn. Damn. Good stuff. So had to give that to you. I thought it was interesting. Mario, I know you thought it was interesting. They got now, some crazy stuff on the site. Now now I'm interested. What's the other boozy stuff? <laughs> <laughs> boozy ice cream. Gotta love it. All right. So with that, speaking of selling out. Let's go to Ski News. Selling out rumored family-owned Burton Snowboards looking to sell for $800 million? Question mark, question mark, question mark. It's a lot of cash right there. Bloomberg reports that family-run snowboard manufacturer Burton wants to sell the business for around $800 million. Damn. That is big dough. They are apparently working with an advisor on a potential sale. The people asking not to be identified said. The asset is attracting interest from buyout firms. Deliberations are in early stage and there's no certainty they'll result in a deal. Oh, so they're talking about buyout, not them selling? Well... Takeover or... Well, here's the thing. So this is a story. According to Donna Carpenter, who's, you know, Jake's widow and chairman of the board, says, since the beginning of owning this company, there's always been rumors about us selling. So many that one year we made t-shirts that said not for sale. A recent report came out that we are for sale. It is 100% bullshit. It was for a nice price. But as I've always said, we are family owned and will remain family owned. And wow. she posted a picture of her giving the middle finger. It says not for sale on Instagram. Hmm. So That's yeah, they, pretty awesome. So Bloomberg claims to have spoken with people who know the deal and that negotiations are still at an early stage and could uh, still come to nothing. Jake Burton founded Burton Snowboards in Vermont, barn in 1977, selling just 300 Burton boards. So wow. very interesting. Like I, I think it's kind of crazy too that a company that big is still family run. And that is yeah. that is so awesome because 
think about like every company now is almost like trying to like get their name out there, sell out, cash out, which I mean, you know, I guess can be good. But to be around that long for, you know, 40 plus years, family owned, family run, the biggest company in snowboarding, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. It depends what you want to be, right? You you make think about all the hard work and, and effort and luck and everything that, that goes into creating something like that. And then the idea is, well, were you creating it to run it and have it, or were you creating it to sell it? Right. So there's a lot of, you know, speculative people that, that create companies just for the fact that they want to get it to a certain point and then, yeah, we'll move on and let somebody else run it. Um, I, I like the idea that they're keeping it with them and, well, some um, people too are just like, all they want to do is just start stuff, push it off, move on to the next thing. Yeah. Make you know, more, either, that, kind of that, that builder mentality. Right. But yeah, this is, I mean, obviously different. this is like a passion project. I mean, they've been around since the beginning. I mean, Jake started, I think Donna came in pretty early too. Yeah. When they, uh, when they first got together, then got married. But, hmm. and again, I don't want to be weird or creepy, but. I'm sure Donna also has a line of suitors if she ever felt inclined. <laughs> yeah, right. Eight hundred million dollars. Well, now there's valuation on the company. Yeah. See, that's the big thing people don't realize. While they might not be selling, their valuation now is around eight hundred million dollars because that's what somebody was going to offer. Yeah. So in case you and couldn't you, evaluate it, that's and, the value now. And you could also too be like, hey, we still want to retain this level of control, or we want to have this. You know, maybe they want to sell forty percent, or you know, forty nine percent. There's still ways to do it where you can cash out but still retain control. Yeah. But you know, props to her for for standing up. I wonder, you know, because there's the old saying, you know, everybody's got a price. Like you wonder what would have to be offered. Yeah. But again, like who's like is like like Nike gonna buy it or like some you know soulless sports company to just you know throw it into their portfolio and what if it was Putin <laughs> <laughs> like I think I'm snowboarding Putin is mine now it's called Putin imagine they changed Putin. it to Putin <laughs> oh my God. Putin snowboards Putin snowboards Fuck. <laughs> you did it you can't write this shit I'm telling you there's like just pictures of his face, like all kinds of like weird, like a flower. It's like all the petals are Putin's. Little, little Putin dots all over. Like, ah, uh, be horrible. Like the little Ukraine flags and Putin faces. There's like, like Putin like horrible. peeing on Zelensky, you know, like that's one of the uh, boards for the year. Like Putin playing hockey, like on the bottom. Just like, well, I mean, obviously the one you want is Putin on the horse with no shirt on. There you go. That's got to be the, the classic. Board. That's like the first board you're going to make and you're going to want that's that the, one. The OG. This will give me the first one. Oh my god! Imagine that Putin snowboards like Putin snowboards. I mean, so many of the letters are already there. It's a matter of swapping a few out. You know, if you actually put that on a board, people would have to take a double take. Like, what? What did that say? Is that like, yes? I invented, is that supposed I to be Burton? In, I invented snowboarding in Vermont in 1977. <laughs> Make no it's mistake. Just rewrite history. So Make like, what no they mistake. Doing. <laughs> oh god! The victor it. go the spoils, right? Ah, oh, it's horrible. So fucking Burton fucking possibly Putin. selling to Putin. Putin, I think it's that's possible. The leak is out. Hey, man. There's a story about Elon Musk apparently banging the guy from Google's wife, and he's like, 
Oh, I heard about that. And he actually said, like, no, like, here's me. And I think it was at Sergey, one of the two, the founders. Uh, it's like, here's me and him right now hanging out. Like, I haven't seen his wife in like three years. Like, they're just, they just, the news just pretty much, as long as you have an anonymous source, like, you can yeah. say anything at this point. Anonymous source. And they were into it. They were, they, they were, you know, crazy. I, I personally am ready to, to leak a story that, the alleged company I work for CEO was on Epstein's list. I mean, Oh, there you go. I mean, I allegedly heard that possibly he was. So, you know, sources close to the subject. I I got very good information that he was on the plane. That's just what I was told. I cannot, I cannot reveal my sources. They they want to rename anonymous as well. Right. What's that? You were allegedly groped as well. Right. I was allegedly groped. Yes. Exactly. Many times. <laughs> Many times. Who's the uh, the guy from the NFL? Oh, Deshaun Watson. They're trying to figure out that guy. What oh, the hell? Imagine putting like Ray Rice and Deshaun Watson in like a house together. Oh, that'd be like, what's the reverse of the all Madden team? <laughs> that would be like, that'd be like a list of all the criminal, like the hardcore criminals from like Every sport, but yeah, that would be good. Like a uh, big brother, big like the all Oz team, big brother that beats your mother. That's what it'd be. <laughs> not horrible. Good. Not, not good. good. All right. Speaking of not good, we could segue into another uh, not good story. Um, French skiing champion Adele Milaz died while mountain climbing in the French Alps. So I guess this apparently happened near Chamonix, right? That was kind of where it was yeah. yeah and uh so she does ski mountaineering which you know brian and i were talking we're like what exactly is that so it's kind of a combination of all types of skiing and climbing so i guess on friday this past friday in the Mont Blanc mountain range of the french alps uh the french mountain and climbing federation announced that she uh, she died. She was 26, which is so young. Yeah. Um, and she died during a mountaineering practice on the Aguille de Ping. That's close, right? Uh, Pretty impressive pronunciation there. Is what they said. And I guess it's a part of a mountain range that they were they were on. So I gotta say this is this is nuts, but I guess it's part of the sport, right? So there's a lot of danger in that mountain climbing part. Um so she was uh, highly decorated. She became junior world champion in sprint and winning gold in the same category at the Winter Military World Games in Sochi 2017. What is the Winter Military World Games? I just saw that in this story as well. I have never heard of the Military World Games. That's sort of like like war, but like friendly war. Yeah, like, so was she a, is she a military, military person? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what is that? Because how else would you qualify for the military world games if you weren't in the military? Because isn't that just called the Olympics? It's military Olympics, right? Yeah. Military world games. Okay, I found the Wikipedia. Held since 1995, so it's relatively young. After the collapse of the Berlin Wall and Russia. There we go. Soviet Union breaking up. Yeah. So this is... Multi-sport event for military sports people. Okay, so she must have been in the military then. Yeah, so this is like almost like a military training. 
Yeah. Very interesting. They run all sorts of sports like summer, winter, alpine skiing, ski mountaineering. And that makes sense because ski mountaineering is like what military people do. It's like 10th the- Mountain Division stuff. Yeah. It's exactly it. Right. So that's pretty wild. So she retired in 2019 and began training to become a professional guide. So there is a military patrol event in these winter games. And it's a team winter sport in which athletes compete in cross-country skiing, ski mountaineering, rifle shooting. That is 10th Mountain Division stuff right there. Yeah. But, yeah, very sad story. She's very young and... Uh, 26. Oof. Man, it is very sad. That was sad. another woman, so... Yep, she... Uh, who else was she with? They said an unnamed... Unnamed... Yeah. Unidentified female. Very sad. Uh, hearts go out to the families and the fans and, and that's just sad. Yeah. That mountain range is no joke. It, uh, it, it gets, you know, novices, it gets experienced climbers, skiers, riders. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's awful, but you know, it's part of what makes that place so, so magical, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I saw, I, th- I think it was a Warren Miller movie. They were talking about it and they have the cr- the traverse where people will go and there's this, this one traverse where there's like a ladder built into the side of a, of a cliff and you actually have to traverse and hike with your, you know, your skis and you actually kind of stretch over like a, a crevice and grab onto this like there's a lot of like gnarly places to go there uh supposedly it's really great for off piece but it's very dangerous oh yeah yeah it's it's the next next level place right there yeah. so unfortunate but trying to bring it back to happier stuff are you in the vermont area the next month or so well you're in luck no we will not be skiing labor day weekend but if you're in vermont there is a lot of fun activities going mm. on. They've got stuff going on at several resorts. They've got the WMBA or VMBA day at Bolton, which mm. is Vermont Mountain Biking Association for those uh, who don't know. MBA. I thought you said NBA. I was like, what? I think I did it first too. I said W. I think I said WNBA at first. It's like the VNBA. Like, huh? what is it? The vegan NBA? Like, what? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Vermont Mountain Biking Association. Uh-huh. So they've got a couple days there, and they're going to be doing some some cool mountain biking events. Uh, Mad River Glen has September Fest, nice. which is going down September seventeenth, so a little bit after. Labor Day weekend. Magic Mountain has Vermont Professional Disc Golf Association Tour just before Labor Day. Mount Snow, the 27th annual Mount Snow Brewers Festival. Hmm. And we know from experience that that is a very fun event. It's oh, been, yeah. It's been many years since we've went, but that was always a good time. JP has their 18th annual August West Festival. What is oh. the date on that bad boy? Let's check. That's August 13th. So that already happened. So don't even bother going there. If you didn't go last weekend, you can't do it now. If you go there, they might not have stuff set up still. Just Trap saying. Family Lodge Oktoberfest coming September 17th. 
Stratton has their brew fest. That's in October. And Killington has their brew fest September 24th. Boom. Good stuff. Lots of fun. Sounds like lots of fun. Lots of outdoor drinking. This is when the the weather gets real nice too. Kind of cools down a little. A lot of good beers in Vermont too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not at the beach or you're not out barbecuing, go travel up to Vermont and see some of this stuff. A lot of fun. Yeah. Make it happen. So next up we have FIS Alpine World Cup is returning to Palisades Tahoe. So uh, this was just announced. Um, You mean school? Not school. Can't say school. No. Can you not even say Palisades Tahoe. Is it the name that shall not be said? Yes. It's craziness. They changed the name and they got the event. Yeah, so I don't know if that's part of it or what the who they had to pay off for this, but they got it. So um didn't go to Black Mountain. Yeah, what's up with that? So that. What's up with that? So Tahoe will will host men's slalom and giant slalom events on Dogleg and Red Dog Face. The course raced in 2017 for the women's alpine event is the one Olympic champion, Michaela Schifrin, as described as one of, if not the toughest, courses venues on the Women's World Cup circuit. So, very cool that they're getting this event. Uh, I'm sure the buzz is on, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I made sure I looked it up to confirm, but Killington will still have the women's FIS in November. Nice. This year. I think this is how they've locked it in until this year next year up in the air you gotta renegotiate this year they have it too so two events will be happening in the u.s this season which is pretty cool so so what do you think the next one's gonna be um big snow you never know (laughs) they could have a half pipe there imagine they just kept building that thing up like that that uh the actual slope there if they just built it up and up well, built it like a skyscraper, right? You could actually build a building on the backside or have offices and just a ski run on the outside. Wouldn't that be super cool? If they just awesome. like built, they should like, they really should build more infrastructure around skiing. They should. It they should, should be ski world. Skiing should be the highest priority for any project. So if skiing were a religion, think about that. You could have temples, monuments built to skiing. And, and you'd just- be tax tax free. Oh, tax-free skiing. Tax-free. Or tax-free resort. Like, yes, we're holy. Well, this is Holy Land. Like, um, you, you go there and, and you can claim asylum and just hang out and be like, like no, no, I'm running from the law, but I'm claiming asylum. Look in at this. Mormonism. It was like a 14-year-old was like, yeah, man, these are some golden tablets that only I can read with my seer stone. We could get some stone 14-year-old and be like, yeah, man, this grand is sacred, dude. <laughs> it's like, sacred, man. This you is our prophet. Me. He told us this is sacred land, so... We're not paying taxes and we're going to ski here. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. If skyscrapers, like we're like, Hey man, we're going to build a giant indoor ski slope. That's going to be backed up by this hundred floor building. Like the, the oh. ski slope is a priority for this building. How about that? How about if you had a ski slope with a big church at the top, claim the whole thing was church property and you don't pay taxes on it. How about we take over the freedom tower in New York? The Skeetum Tower. Skeetum Tower, right? You get a we big just run. Build like a freaking ski oh. indoors, like ski trail on the side of it. 
We have one that goes around like circular, right? So mm-hmm. that you get a nice long run out of it. That's like Maybe your blue steep. run. Blue run. And then one that just goes down, just almost like a ski jump, just straight down right into the water, right to the Hudson. Oh, there was a great video clip this week. I don't know if you saw it. It's like a dude at a water park, like a big a kind of fat guy. And it's like this ridiculous water park where you go down the water slide and it kind of like J, it's like a J shape. So you kind of loop up and you launch into a, a pool. Oh, but the guy was actually like, there was a, so there was where the slide started. And then there was like a little awning on top. He was on the awning and like jumped in. Jeez. Get a lot of speed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of the comments were like, well, I guess dad's doing great since the divorce. <laughs> it's like an older, like big dude. Oh, geez. And he just launched it. It was beautiful. Oh, boy. It's sort of like that. Damn. Well, we were just talking about Michaela Schifrin, but how tough she talks, says that uh, um, the event was over in squat. I mean, Palisades, Tahoe. Michaela Schifrin was on Twitter this week sharing some of her off-season workout secrets. Hmm. She is the most dominant skier in the world, except during the Olympics, and it's no surprise that she is a rigorous workout schedule to stay in tip-top shape, <laughs> says the fatty in his basement in New Jersey. Schifrin has recently <laughs> shared some of her off-season workout secrets. Could be useful for some of you trying to prep for the coming ski season. All right, so she gave three big tips. Number one, Bulgarian split squats. Right? When we talked to our boy Abe from the ski system, he talked about Bulgarian split squats too. I've incorporated them in my workouts for the past year. They suck. They're awful. But you know why they suck? Because they're hard and they work and they make you stronger. Anything with an Eastern European name as part (laughs) of the workout is going to suck and is going to make you stronger. Romanian, yeah. Hungarian, Bulgarian, any of that stuff will make you stronger. 100%. Yeah, I actually uh, I wa- just watched a video of her doing them, and I'm like, yep, that's the, uh, those things are tough. So what it is, pretty much, if you have a bench, so you want to be perpendicular to the bench, you keep one foot on it. The back foot is a kind of, so your back foot is uh, the top of your like foot, the toes are resting on the bench. And then your other leg is forward. So your forward leg is making like a 90 degree. Your back foot is up and the under the top side of your foot is underneath. Does that make any sense at all the way I'm describing this? Hmm. So foot is back like this and your toes are on top of the bench. Other leg forward, 90 degree. And you can either do it with like a kettlebell holding it, dumbbells at your side barbell on your back and you squat down yeah and uh they it's are like a single legged squit split squat so you're kind of working out a lot there yep she says when done properly these get your core balance quads glutes and you even feel a bit of hamstring great for building <laughs> a wide range of stability and strength for the mountain number two one of my personal favorites kettlebell swings Oh, those are he kind says, of fun. These make me giggle because it's like, um, what are we actually doing here? But they are super effective. I felt that these really helped me build strength through the posterior chain and help stabilize my lower back without overworking my back. It's a full body movement, really, that you're doing. Um, yeah, I feel that in my my butt usually, my glutes. 
And as a, and if you want to get that like V going down to your uh, your area as a dude, these help with that too. Now there you go. See, got to work on my V. Ask Daddy how he knows. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm letting everyone know. Boom, where it happens. That's how we work it out. They know. They know. Number three, Pilates. This is the one I haven't done. Like I've I've always been intrigued by Pilates, but I don't like they've got like a thing, like a machine, like a it looks like that total gym. Remember the thing like Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris used to sell? Yeah, those are Pilates machines. Is that like a Pilates? But do you actually need that? Well, that that's different. Like, so I think she's talking about classes, like Pilates classes. Yeah. And I've done Pilates classes by accident. I actually thought they were yoga and I went in. You just you're just following some some chicken spandex <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, whatever she's doing, I'll just well, I got the schedule mixed up. So I go show up for like what I think is a yoga's cl- yoga class and everybody has the yoga mats. And I'm like, all right, I'm in the right place. And I start this thing and I'm like, what the F? Like we're doing all this core workout stuff and I'm ready to puke and having a stop. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, there's Pilates. This is going to, and I'm like, Pilates, I'm in the wrong fucking class. <laughs> I was like, I just thought this is going to give me a nice stretch, like do my yoga thing, do my sun salutation. I'm at the, I'm the hell out of here. But yeah. no, they're making me nope. do some hardcore like, ab workouts like it was rough yeah so like so pilates for those who don't <coughs> understand it like me it's a serious combo of a lot of core upper body hip leg strength and active mobility michaela no says her, her sessions range from more recovery focused to a very intense core work but it really can be targeted for your specific needs it's been a godsend for me over the last few years Blah, blah, blah. Shout out to somebody who I'm not going to give them credit to because they don't sponsor our podcast. So Boom. whatever. I think, you know, if you could think about it in terms of like, if you've done yoga, Pilates is like all the hard part of yoga just done over and over. Like it's, it's a lot. So it's like minus all the, uh, like namaste easy stuff. Exactly. Just like, Hey, let's do, let's Boil do all down. the core stuff and hold your, you know, core going for a while. Like it's just... It's a lot, but the boiled down, concentrated, painful part. Yeah. And then they have the Pilates machines, which is a whole different thing. It's like a, I guess a universal machine for like Pilates and like, they're usually made out of wood and like, they're kind of nicely crafted. Bamboo. It's just weird, but they're supposed to be great. Those machines and they're expensive as hell, but, uh, I don't know. It's like you can build one in your house, I think. Nice machine. So there's some tips for you. I mean, it's mid-August. You still got some time if you want to get yourself into because you're not going to ski your legs into shape. We've already discussed this countless times. Every off season, dumbest idea ever. You're not skiing yourself into shape, especially at your age. Yeah, talking to you, whoever you are listening right now. Exactly. Take you think it's going to happen, but you're either going to bite the bullet and just hurt yourself, or you're going to actually do some work and just get going. What you do now will pay off once you hit the snow. Yeah, Trust yeah. me. Trust daddy. He knows. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all we got for the ski news. Look at these Pilates machines. They're like super expensive, too. Maybe someone can send us one. Like five grand to 10 grand to seven grand all over the map. Damn. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I would not know. 
Another thing my, to sit in the house. I do have my four hundred dollar arrow ski right here, though. When was the last time you used that? It's been a long ass time, I will tell you. <laughs> but yeah, dust my, it off. My mixed fitness bike, I used that twice this week. Hmm. I was on it before six a.m. both days. So look at that. Look at you. Look at me. Look at me. Look at you. Anyway, enough about me. How about the main topic? Boom. And we have like a semi-actual main topic this week because, you know, it's not the summer. Well, it is the summer, but it's not as... Not it's as not summery. That, it's not that dreadful part of the summer where you're just like, it's just summer and there's nowhere to go. It's mid-August. Things are starting to get, like we talked about before, it's getting darker. There's hints of chilliness in the air. Mm. And ski movie trailers are starting to drop. There was there was two big ones this week that I that I caught. Maybe we missed a few. We'll the keep deuce. checking. The deuces. There was two. <clears throat> MSP. Anywhere from here is their new movie. And I just checked out this trailer before we started recording the podcast. It's so funny. As you get older and like you get responsibilities, you watch these movies and you like, you know, they start this one off and it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're talking to this girl and she's like, I want to go and have fun and ski. 12 year old. Like freestyle phenomenon they're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's just funny. Like ta- you just see like their perspective on things and you're like, oh, you don't understand the real world. <laughs> and then I look at myself and go, you know what? You're the dick. You're the one trying to crush people's dreams because you yeah. didn't follow your dreams because you're just an old money chasing asshole. So well, I got to be like that, right? This is why I love ski movies. And this is why I make sure I watch ski movies because it makes me check my douchebag self, which hmm. I like. And it makes me go, why am I not living like them? That's the whole point why we started this podcast. So we could live like them. So why are you being a hater? We need to tweak, we need to tweak our, uh, our algorithm to make ourselves more like that. Put us in the movie. Watch us do some blues up in Vermont. Why can't True. that be a segment? Because you know what? We all love heli ski footage, right? But what about like you talk to a lot of these folks? Like I want to like, talk to us. We can tell you some stories. We can take you on a journey. You can go ski the trails. We'll ski on. How yeah. many of us are going to be in Haines dropping into a helicopter? I guarantee you, we have How a, many? a like lower if- percentage chance of breaking any bones. Let's put it that yeah. way. And I guarantee you this, Garen fucking T right here. Any of them have a podcast. It's not nearly as entertaining as ours. Why? Because we know how to keep it real. Like, like keeping it real. How many people understand having multiple sponsors and dropping into helicopter dropped runs in splines in Alaska? And True. I mean, yeah, it's cool. It'd be fun to do, but is that like, is that really like what everyone's like thinking about when they think about their ski trips, their journeys, their fun, their buddies? Maybe, maybe some are, but I think that's, I think it's cool to watch and enjoy and, and take it all in. But a lot of thing about these movies, like they're fun to watch once, but you're not going to keep watching them over and over again. Yeah. Like the one, the ski movies that I watch over and over again are the ones that are doing things that I could do or are like within the possibilities of, of making happen, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I, am I talking retarded or does like that make sense at all? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's why I think we gravitate towards Warren Miller, like in that style of like telling a story, not just I like the story, showing yes. crazy ski footage, which is great, but it's kind of like after the adrenaline rush wears off, you're kind of like, all right, well, what's this about? Is it about just people doing cool tricks and stuff? Like, okay, that's fun, but it's different than actually when you watch a movie, you think about like I'm I'm sitting down for a story. Tell me a story. Tell me what it was like. Tell me something an essence of what you feel, something like that, right? Like like a Fast and the Furious movie. You may watch it once and be like, yeah, it was cool to watch, but you're not going to like watch it over and over and over again. Some people are. Some people do. God bless you. And, then, you, and then maybe when you watch it over and over, you get the gist, but it's all, it's all storytelling. Yeah, that's the key. Storytelling. Storytelling. Take me on a journey. Make me make me want to make me want to replicate what I'm seeing. Yeah, walk in those shoes. Walk in the, get, do it something that I could replicate. Like, again, I yeah. don't want it to be, you know, boring and lame, but also I don't want it to be so completely ridiculous where you're like, all right, like, fine, cool, whatever. Shit, I can make a three minute trailer of us driving up to the ski area. That that wouldn't be earth shattering, but it'd be kind of cool. Like, did you see the um the video this week of that guy who he did a... I guess it'd be like a free jump, a parachuteless jump from 25,000 feet and landed in a net. Really? Yeah. Get out of here. 25,000 feet dropped, landed in a net. It's in like, a net. huh? Okay. Like that's cool. But like, would I ever want to do that? It's like, no, not it's at that all. Fear that what if there's a strong wind and you miss and then you miss the net and you're just dead. And it was crazy because he had to do some sort of like flip maneuver just before he landed. Hmm. Yeah. Like on I mean, purpose? It, it, yeah. Like because he had to land, I think like back first into the net because it might've like snapped uh, his back in if he would didn't do the flip. Oh yeah. So he had to do it like right at the end. That's weird. It's crazy. It's worth checking out. Again, that's a minute of your time. Like it's, it's super fast. 25,000 feet. Dude just sends it into a, uh, a uh, a net, crazy but cool. So that's what match that matchstick has. And again, the trailer they uh you know they're, they're always showing you some of the the goods. The other one that came out is TGR Magic Hour, and if I'm being honest, it's a lot of the same stuff. You know, they talk about you know they're just showing a lot of the the cool fun. It's helicopters, a whole bunch of shit. Helicopters, Alaska. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they always have a little more of a, a story. And, you know, the whole thing with Magic Hour is that time when you, you know, that the groovy sunset. It's with the people that we all know and love. Sage, Ian McIntosh, Griffin Post, McNutt, Tim Dirtchie, Kai Jones. Like, it's, you know, it's the, the usual cast of characters. And it's it's always fun to check out. And it's always cool. But... Maybe I'm becoming an old man. Like these movies aren't like, like the extremeness isn't what brings me in anymore. It's like the yeah. storytelling. And I mean, the Warren Miller movies, maybe they're not as good as they used to be, but it, I don't know. Like, is there, like, is there the, maybe we need to make our own movies. Maybe that's, that's, that's my problem is I have a different vision of what I find entertaining. Man, I'm watching this video. This guy jumped. Without the parachute, that's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, yeah. And there were like there were people watching in like stands as he dropped. Yeah, 
But do you remember last year we talked about Red Bull did that movie, The Perfect Run? That's what it was called. The Ultimate Run. Marcus Ader. That was in, was it Engelberg? It was somewhere in Switzerland where it was like, uh, there was like multiple episodes of it. And they kind of showed this like ridiculous run that he did. It was like one part he like gets into like a truck and like gets in and jumps off. Uh, and it showed the making of like that again, I'm not doing that, but for some reason that was so compelling to me. That was really cool. That was like his home mountain where he grew up and just showing how they did this. Nice. You know, how they came up with this idea, all the different, you know, there was, you know, freestyle, there was free skiing, there was, um, like park, like there was so many different pieces of it that made up that run, which was so cool. Mm. But that, that to me was, was awesome. Super compelling. Yeah. We'll see more trailers and we'll see one of them or two of them. will just be like, Oh, we got to go see those. I'm excited that they're coming out. You know, that means again, means winter, winter is going to happen. Think about kids up North, go back to school soon. And that really, Starts to thinking the timer's on like, wow, okay. Labor day's over and where are you going to go skiing? That's like kind of what every year, like when we talk about like, you know, summer coming to an end and people starting to plan ski trips, usually labor day is the big, if you wait till labor day, you're already like behind on the planning. Oh yeah. So got two weeks, (laughs) you know, got to start getting ready. You don't have to plan anything yet, but you got to be ready to plan. Yeah. It's funny though with the ski movies, if you think about it, like, you know, TGR, Warren Miller, Matchstick, it's almost like they have to make these movies at this point. Yeah. You know, because, like, I mean, what's really the point of these movies? Well, if they were to stop making movies, that's it. They're done, right? Like, Matchstick's done. Like, that's what they're around for is to make movies. But they're really, it's almost like more about them getting the sponsorship, showing off the products. And to some degree showing off the locations. Yeah. You know, cause really like, I mean, a lot of stuff you see, you're like, Oh, it's cool. Like, but if you were, if you were watching that movie, is it inspiring you to do something? Maybe if you're a younger kid, maybe it's like giving you a, a chance like to see what's possible. I think what it comes down to for me is when I started watching ski movies and getting jazzed about it. It was not just about the experience, but it was about going and traveling and seeing somewhere new. Right. So it was kind of like all in one, like I never went to ski areas like that. Yeah. Let me see the, you know, the, the insight of what it's like to be at one of these nice ski areas, you know, it was kind of, kind of unique, like a little vision into, you know, how the other half lives kind of thing. Yeah. And I agree. That was kind of my thing too. And and that's, you know, that's again, where the Warren Miller movies had a little more of that because, you know, they, they would do eight locations in a movie. And again, they were places that, you know, they were like normal ski places. It wasn't again, like, like, Oh yeah, we did. We had to fly. We took six different flights and then we had to hire a helicopter and we skied this, you know, 70 degree spline. Right. You're already off the chart when you have a helicopter drop you off anywhere. Yeah, of course. You could ski anywhere, of course, right? Travel-wise to see the town, to see the, the ski area, the, the good runs, the history. Like, 
Yeah, there's something to that. I mean, yeah, it's cool to see people do some amazing stuff. There's a time and place, right? Yeah. I guess it depends where you are in your life too, what you're looking for. If you're looking at, you know, again, you're 12 and you're hardcore skier and you're seeing that and you want to do like a triple backflip off of a, a house, like maybe you need these movies to show you what's possible, which is cool. Hey, I saw Hot Dog the movie, Triple Tuck Tuck. Triple Tuck Tuck? I know. I know how it works. Got inspired. <laughs> Look at you now. Look at me now. That's Look right. at you now. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have those two trailers up there in the show notes. More will be coming. We will keep keep reporting whenever we get new ski trailers in. Hopefully, you'll check them out and you'll get fired up and you will go and find the movie that suits you and your needs and hopefully you will let us know which one of that is and you can hit us up at skibumpodcast gmail.com to do so under the ropes south korean toilet turns excrement into power and digital currency what yeah she's saying i could poop and pay for stuff this is exactly what i'm saying Cho Jai Wian, an urban and environmental engineering professor at the Ulsan National Institute of Science and Technology, has designed an eco-friendly toilet connected to a laboratory that uses excrement to produce biogas and manure. All right. The BV Toilet, a portmanteau of the world's words B and vision, uses a vacuum pump to send feces into an underground tank, reducing water use. There microorganisms break down the waste to methane, which becomes a source of energy for the building, powering a gas stove, hot water boiler, and solid oxide fuel cell. Damn. If we think outside of the box, feces has precious value to make energy and manure. I have put this value into ecological circulation, Cho says. So the average person defecates about 500 grams a day. I'm right. over 700 grammar, but let's not, you know, we're not going to get into details about that. Throw Chipotle in there. You got a lot of different, 5, you got a lot of fuel. Yes. Which can be converted to 50 liters of methane gas. Hmm. The environmental engineer said this gas can generate 0.5 kilowatt hours of electricity or be used to drive a car for about 0.75 miles. Wow. Yes. That's pretty interesting. So, so here's the crazy thing. So he's devised a virtual currency called Jigul, which means honey in Korean. Each person using the eco-friendly toilet earns 10 Jigul a day. Students huh. can use the currency to buy goods on campus from freshly brewed coffee to instant cup of noodles, fruit, or books. The students can pick up the products they want at a shop or scan a QR code to pay with Jigul. I have nice. never thought that feces are dirty, but now it is a treasure of great value to me. <laughs> Post-grad Hugh Huey Jin at the Jigul Market. I even talk about feces during mealtimes to think about buying any book I want. What do I buy with all the feces that I've created? I got to keep eating because got to feed the, feed my habit of buying stuff. I love this. Like I love because humans as a organism as a structure we are inefficient beasts if you look at how much we have to pee and poo and sleep 
We are not built for maximum efficiency. This guy taking our poo and turning it into energy. This is beautiful. I want more of this. I want a car I can poop in and then just like turn that into fuel Uh, right away. Poop car. Poop car. <laughs> poop car. We'll call it le, le poop car. Le it poop. A fancier then. I mean le poop. Brian, you're in the poop. I wonder if like the Gap would let you use these poop cryptocurrency coins to buy some Yeezy stuff. Oh. Then we we're go. talking, right? I'm surprised Kanye hasn't had like a toilet made yet. Like a Kanye. special Kanye toilet. A Kanye poop coin. Like as soon as he... Yeah, but you know, with Kanye, as soon as you poop, it just turns into doves and they just fly out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, Kanye, dove. What do we do with the doves? I don't know, but it's cool, right? I'm a genius. I don't want to talk about it. I'm a genius. Do you have a poop currency? Yeah, he has a pee Christmas. He has one on based on um, on peeing. How about you poop in Kanye's toilet and the doves just go into the metaverse? Oh, who's the one that... Uh... <laughs> Chappelle did the uh, the thing about him peeing on a underage whatever. Oh goddamn, R. Kelly, man. R. Kelly, R. Kelly P. Coin. He's in jail for like thirty years now. You got R. Kelly P. Coin and a Kanye West poop coin. <laughs> <laughs> That's my portfolio. That's it. Wait, what do you got? I got, I got all my retirement invested in poop coin. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Financial advisor would be like, God damn, what'd you do? <laughs> Well, this is why I came to Wu Tang Financial. I gotta, I gotta diversify. <laughs> God damn, I gotta watch Chappelle again. Not financial advice. <laughs> not, not. But solid you could. Financial. You could do it. But you could. What's stopping anybody from taking all their money? Like they come home, you know. Hey, honey, how was your day at work? Well, I think I got us into some really good. Uh, <laughs> I changed our portfolio for our retirement to some really good. Would you change it to poop coin? Jagul, we're all in. Jagul, what is it? Oh, that sounds pretty interesting. What is that? What is that based on? Well, you poop into a toilet and you earn these. Did I say what? That's funny. You did, you did what? You, you did what? Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, it it's all taken care of. <laughs> uh, you sold our freaking stock in all the, <laughs> in all the high-priced markets that we had. Yes, we got Jagul's now. You sold our Tesla stock for Jagul. That's right. I am getting divorced. Held Walmart for, for 50 years, and now I'm selling it for poop poop stock. There you go. <laughs> poop coin. At least you can get books on campus, right? <laughs> That's right. You know how many books that buys me? A lot of books. A lot of dumps, a lot of books. That's right. Oh, you know, they open up a Chipotle right next to that bookstore right after. <laughs> yeah. You just keep the cycle going. Genius. Genius. All right, Mario, finish us off. All right, this is the coup de gras right here. So an Italian decathlete was running and his junk fell out during a race. Now, scusi, mi scusi, mi scusi, mi scusi. So a track meet in Colombia turned, um, what's NSFW? Not Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Real quick on Thursday, when Italian decathlete Alberto Nonino's junk popped out in the middle of a race. Ah, look at that. <laughs> ah, fun cool. Unfortunate. The unfortunate moment happened in the 400 meter event in the 2022 World Athletics U20 Championships in Cali when Nonino was forced 
to lose his spot at the front of the pack and cover up his private several times before crossing the finish line. So while the mishap may naturally have some folks giggling and blushing, and then he went out to social media to explain he wasn't in laughing mood after the race. I just want to talk to you a little bit about the rumpus there's been on blogs and social media in general. Uh, I'm, I'm conscious it was obviously an accident and I'd like to tell you, I'm aware of the reaction and you don't need to send me the links to the blogs out there. I'm trying to laugh about it now, but I'm, but immediately afterwards, I felt terrible. And I thank you to my friends and family for helping me get over what happened a few hours later. I'm sorry. He had, he had a few ladies lining up to help him get over it too. So he's, uh, yeah, his junk just flopped out and said, Hey, what's up, man? You got to tie that down. I mean, so here's the thing. You know, we've all run plenty of times, it's most of us. I've never had this problem. A lot of people wish they had the problem. Like, is this guy like, I mean, he must be sporting like an anaconda if it's falling out of his shorts, right? I got to say, you know, you got to. If your junk's pretty substantial, you gotta you gotta tie that down. You gotta make sure it's it's snake is in the cage. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it must have been a monster if he could if it if it fell out like that. You got him like, you know, his Instagram page has him like standing out like John Holmes with his like junk's just standing out, laying out. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It is pretty funny. Now, he did say he entered the competition without underwear. It slows him down. They're very short shorts. You know what? Go buck naked. How about that? How about you have a buck naked racing event? You run with shoes and that's it. Yeah. Who's but winning you know, now? But if you're wielding a monster, you really need to, you really got to make sure you, you take care of that. He could have been saving it for like the stretch instead of like going forward. He just puts his pelvis forward and he just hits the finish line before somebody else. Yeah. Just saying, could he use that to his advantage? Yeah. Right. Like just like sticking it out. Go ahead. Sticking it out. Like I got a foot or two on you. He just like grabs it, like rips it forward at the finish line. Boom. <laughs> he just like throws it out. It's like, like ah, a fishing I... line. Like he's yeah. casting a fishing line. <laughs> Fly fishing. <laughs> he's like, Smacking other contestants with it, just bam. <laughs> what happened? Did he hit somebody? No, it's Miss Goosey. My junk, it go everywhere. Sorry, Miss Goosey. Like Spider Man pretty much like launching that thing forward. <laughs> He's like smacking guys in the head, like tripping them. Oh what the God. hell? It's illegal. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Absolute stuff. madness. Well, at least he didn't fall. That would have been worse. He goes to hold his junk and he falls. Like, very painful. He like tripped over it. He's like, ah! I'm sure some of the ladies were in the stands going, hey, I'll comfort you after. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's beside himself. He's like, damn it. I lost my shot. He missed it. Well, you didn't miss this episode and I'm glad you didn't because where else would you get this valuable information? Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at skibumpodcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to the shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. We're also on YouTube, 
Thank you so much for listening. Be back in a couple weeks. Summer's almost over. Talk to you guys in a few. Stay high, stay fluting. See ya.